presents Xbox Series X Game Showcase from July of 2020. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. Here we are. We said we're going to do it. This is Microsoft Week Continues. Yeah. Uh, my apologies for not re- uh, getting this out a little sooner or being live on the day of the event. Um, I had a bout of kidney stones, but I'm totally fine. So I drink too much pop, um, and I know I do, and this is the second time I've had them in my 30s, so I'll have to adjust and move on from there while Michael takes a big drink of pop in front of me on the screen. I'm, I'm sorry. Great. I'm sorry. I was going <laughs> to take a sip no matter what. It just happened that you said that. But it's Coke, uh, not it's Pepsi. Fine. So. so. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he saw me drink a can of Pepsi the other day, and he said that's what did it to me—that one can. Mm-hmm. So, yep. If that's the case, then I'll just never drink Pepsi again. But I know it's not the case. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that covers all gaming platforms. Uh, this is a special bonus episode. It's not a numbered episode. We are going to recap the Xbox Series X game showcase that they did on July twenty-third, um, going over all of their first-party titles. And if you could, if this is your first time hearing us, uh, we, we'd love and appreciate if you'd subscribe and, and maybe listen to some of the prior shows. And if you like the other shows, leave us a review. Um, in your show notes, there's plenty of links for you to click on for to join our community, whether it's Discord, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, there's Patreon in there as well. There's a bunch of stuff in there. So click on those links. It'll take you to the to your desired area that you want to go. And the Facebook group is always great for commentary. Discord has been having some really cool conversations. We've got some spoiler rooms in there about some of the previous games that have come out. Um, people trying to group up and, and just get some things going. So it's, it's, everything is growing. We're still kind of, you know, we're, we're at the almost past the six, seven month point now. Um, so we're still continuing to build and grow our community. We'd love for you to be a part of it. And then again, if you could just rate the, rate the show and leave us a review, please write something that helps us move up the charts. And as always, just sharing the show. If, if Again, if this is your first time hearing us and you like what you hear because you are um, really into Xbox or you just like saw the event this week and you're searching stuff and we you came across us, uh, tell your friends. We'd appreciate it. Retweets, share it on, share it on Facebook, all the above. As always, appreciate it. All right, uh, we're going to get into it, and um, I'm not sure exactly what format Michael wants to use for this, but the one of the things that I want to point out from the start that I noticed, um, obviously, was everything that they showed today, or yesterday, uh, everything they showed at the event are on Game Pass, either Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate, or they're free to play. Yeah, yeah, everything in here will be available via Game Pass. That was a very huge part. I think they pointed that out before the the show and then in the middle of it they mention it when phil spencer introduced himself uh game pass is a huge thing for them it's going to be the thing that they push probably harder than the console itself uh, this holiday yeah. season uh and i think this was less of a showcase for the xbox series x and more of a showcase for game pass or at least that's how yeah. they walked away from it well it was more or less their ability to use to say like a lot of it was even the YouTube stuff. Like when I was re- watching the replay, it's, you know, 4k 60 frames. Like they were focusing a lot of, uh, a lot on 4k 60 frames, um, for, for series X stuff. Um, and, and everything that they, they claim everything that we saw today was r- running on the series X, whether, you know, everything we saw at the recap was uh, on the showcase was running on the series X, whether that's true or not true. Uh, who knows? Um, and then the other thing that I noticed on there prior to like one of my statements from last week about the corrections on series X exclusives is I did notice on the bottom of almost the majority of the trailers that they showed, it would say Xbox series X, Xbox one windows PC. 
Um, I did see a handful of stuff that just said Xbox Series X, Windows PC. Yes, some first-party um, stuff specifically, because not everything was yes, officially first-party, right, but there are some right. first-parties. And, and a couple of them that I really noticed off the bat, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but some of them even said 2021. Mm-hmm. So that could start getting outside of this, however long this window is for the their content to be on both. And I don't know if they're going to get away with having their content on both by saying, well, you can play it on Game Pass, and Game Pass works on your Xbox. Like, who knows? Um, but it is something that we had been saying that we weren't a big fan of and maybe slowly, but you, and you had always said, Michael had always said that he thinks that that might've just been a statement that they made. And then that line is really blurry. And then they're going to cross over that line multiple times and they're just going to say, well, (laughs) it's at least a line that they can get away with backtracking on. I feel like, right. Like, because Mm -hmm. the the Xbox one, it's so really well not as well as ps4 but it sold well enough that there's millions of people out there that might be hurt by it so they're just trying to keep those people happy but it once a killer game comes out i don't think anyone's gonna be disappointed right. or pissed that they like made something exclusive yeah for the new especially hardware. like 12 months 13 months after it's been out like next holiday like i think it would almost just be expected yeah you know? it's, it's a good selling point this or bullet point this holiday when the economy's kind of in the trash and some people aren't going to be able to buy a new console and there might not be a ton of new consoles to even purchase manufacturing wise that being very friendly of like this stuff launching this holiday will be available on all platforms. That's kind of just consumer friendly, but as the economy corrects itself or hopefully corrects itself, right. they can move away and be like, Hey, you got to buy the new thing. You got to buy it. It's going to be however much. Yep. Um, and then another just brief disclaimer, um, again, if this is your first time listening or maybe like listening to, to DDG in general and you didn't know Michael and I previous endeavor, we were very heavily covered on PlayStation. We actually exclusively covered PlayStation. Uh, we have not been doing that for the last since since the, the start of DDG. Um, so there might be some things that we maybe don't fully understand and if we don't please let us know like if there's something obvious that we missed uh go ahead and just tweet at us um you know post something in discord post something in facebook because i want to learn like uh, there might be some things that i miss in here or some things that maybe him and i don't have maybe the same energy that um xbox fans would have so we we, we would love to have you guys be part of our community to to help broaden our horizons as well yeah we want to learn and don't be mad at us, especially after we talk about the first game that was shown in the showcase. Because me and Dave, <laughs> we ha- so like, we'll just jump right into it. The the yeah. they started the show with Halo Infinite, and as a disclaimer, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I respect Halo, and I know you respect Halo. It's just never mm-hmm. been our our thing. I've never devoted enough time to even make a judgment on it. Like I have some of it now with a uh, game pass on PC that I have and I've tried to play some of it. And that's when I was having some of my controller issues like prior to the holiday. And so then I ended up getting an Xbox controller for the holiday and I just never went back. Yeah. I dabbled in two and three for some co-op stuff back when it came out in high school. And, you know, I had friends that have Xboxes that would be like, Hey, let's play a mission or two. And I enjoyed it, but i never got full into the lore. It would just be like, if it was available to play with my friends, we played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. so if, i mean they we, started it off with showing gameplay like right away like they real were, gameplay like, they're sh- yeah they're showing a cutscene. they're showing a conversation between master chief i know who that is um and um another guy that i don't know who it is i'm assuming like we saw stuff early on as they were revealing halo of like where he 
uh, he pulls Master Chief uh, what appears to be like out of outer space, out mm-hmm. of space. Like he's kind of just floating there and he puts him on the ship. And then there's obviously this constant war going on. I think it said something about 187 days since they lost. Mm-hmm. Um and then there was a conversation, a dialogue back and forth between uh, Master Chief and the other character about what they were going to do. And, you know, and then Master Chief went out to what appears is to um, capture three tower points. Um, and they were able to show off some of the open world aspect of it, um, where you could put up. It looked like he was putting out multiple waypoints. Um, and uh, then they just showed off uh, just briefly like the the abilities, what I guess would be abilities, and then the multitude of weapons that Master Chief carries at one time, um, which was really interesting because, like, a lot of games, you know, you get two, maybe three, and then you have to kind of, like, pick up different guns as you go. And I felt like I was seeing four or five different ones during this process. He might have been picking them up, and I might have just missed it. He was picking some of them up, I believe, from, yeah. from the other enemies. But, yeah, it seems like the the new mechanic with this one is going to be the grapple hook. Uh, every mm-hmm. video game developer d- discovered grapple hook uh, grappling hooks the last like couple years so uh, that looked really cool uh, i was just happy even though i'm not like super into the lore just to get actual gameplay we didn't really get gameplay from sony uh ubisoft didn't really give us gameplay uh during right. that first like xbox event and i i feel like a lot of times when we are promised gameplay it's always super stylistic camera angles you would never see as a player and this was like, no, here's actual gameplay, here's actual movement of the game, and I thought that was a really good way to start it. Uh, showing new mechanics, showing like the map of like how open, because this is going to be uh, like more open world than any previous like Halo game before. It, I believe it said the yeah. the campaign and like the map larger the map yeah the maps larger than the last two I, I games say they said combined the last two games combined yeah, yeah. okay. So that uh, looked cool. They promised multiplayer. The multiplayer is what I'm more interested in just because Halo has a prestige with multiplayer and it kind of fell out of that with the last like two Halo games. Uh, and like right now, technically, the the biggest streamer in the world, Ninja, came from a Halo background. I want to see how halo in 2020 is going to go after like the multiplayer crowd and try and regain its crown because like when halo was at its best in multiplayer it was kind of like the only multiplayer game around in terms of like the it was like halo and call of duty were like the two multiplayer games halo set the standard for like 6v6 yeah shooter like multiplayer shooter game like um uh in terms of like team base like land parties were built around that obviously and um xbox live wouldn't be as successful as it ever was without the success of halo so yeah so i I, i'm happy that i guess multiplayer will get its own event and then they'll probably partner with streamers i just want to know what their approach is to multiplayer now even though i know there was a halo game like three years ago a lot has changed in the last you know three years there was a ton of rumors today that like multiplayer wasn't going to ship with the game on time and and then like there was all these reports going around and people were quote tweeting it and tweeting it and then i didn't catch who exactly who it was but somebody from xbox came out and said nothing to see here not true yeah that's <laughs> so, good. like they they shot it down pretty quick so because yeah. um, it's always the fear of like of the developer being quiet or the company being quiet when all these rumors are swirling around is, is not, 
never a good look. So yeah, it's a good thing that they came out for that. Uh, but everything I saw, it it looks it looks interesting. Uh, interested to see because they're breaking away from the numbers. Is this going to be a good jumping in point for new players? Mm-hmm. Uh, how much of the lore am I going to need? Am I going to need to go through the Master Chief Collection that's been releasing on PC, you know, the, over the last year and prepare for Infinite? Or is it going to be like a good jumping in point for someone like me and you who are like mm-hmm. relatively like new to the franchise lore wise and how it works for like new, like older players as well? Like how are they going to serve yeah. everybody in that instance? But I was just happy to see like, gameplay clear gameplay i thought it was yeah. a good thing to start the show with and i believe it might have been one of the only gameplay things we saw uh yeah really i mean a lot show. of people were there was some talk on i was looking on twitter yesterday why the event was going on and i was looking a little bit more today um a lot of people seem to be kind of down on the way it looks um and that didn't really seem to bother me but i mean keep in mind that again similar to what we have been talking about for the last couple of months is that with this thing this game has to run on, on an xbox one Yes. Not only an Xbox One S or an Xbox One X, it has to one to run on an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like that, is it being held back by that? Absolutely. Is it something that I think looks like a you know a prior gen game than than the, than the generation we're in right now? No. <laughs> but even then, like, like I I will admit when I did see the game, it didn't look next gen at all but Mm -hmm. halo to me as someone as a casual outsider i I don't yeah i don't think they go for graphic fidelity yeah it's been gameplay focused it's been like the game is going to run at a high frame rate and it's going to be a smooth experience the vistas have always been good like that was something bungie has always been good at (laughs) you know when they made halo Mm -hmm. and uh, 343 has been able to continue that in terms of like doing like beautiful worlds and vistas so that's still there uh, character models looked a little i wouldn't even say rough they just they look current gen and i guess that's mm-hmm. what people are going by but to your point it's they have to work with old hardware as well so they there's always right. how crazy they can go and again with multiplayer being more than likely cross-generational that's going to affect it as well too Mm-hmm. They need to put it at a level where it could just be consistent 60 frames on all platforms, and that's the way they're going to yeah. do it. Maybe then once they like pull that Band-Aid out, they can do like an Ultimate Edition of Halo Infinite, you know, in like a year yeah. or two, and, and then go from there. All right. Uh, then they moved on to a brief trailer for State of Decay Three. Zombie. Uh, so deer. undead. Li- <laughs> undead Labs is currently developing the next entry in its zombie survival series, State of Decay Three. And this was a CGI trailer. Yeah, this was a cool trailer in terms of like visuals. I was trying to figure out what game it was the entire time until I forgot that Microsoft owns a studio that does a zombie survival game. Because I was like trying to Mm -hmm. figure out what I'm looking at. Uh, But yeah, I don't think there's much to say here uh, for State of Decay. Like they've been consistent. They have a fan base. They consistently serve that fan base. But nothing that I've ever seen and, from State they, of Decay yeah, that they did, interests me. They didn't show anything. They didn't really date anything. It was just like, hey, it exists. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was the that was the fancy you know thirty five second trailer and a logo is what we got today or got for them this. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just move Sorry, on. Sorry, I the keep next saying one. today. My my days are kind of mixed with being in the ER as late as I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're being in the doctor's uh, the ER yeah. a little late doesn't help. 
And, and a huge shock, a complete shock out of left field is they showed a Forza game. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that, but my, my uh, like, as a joke, but, like, I was surprised that, like, that it's just going to be called Forza Motorsport. They're going to drop the numbers, but I guess Forza Motorsport 8, it, this, this is, like, a ridiculously big number, so they're just, like, kind of rebranding the franchise and starting fresh. Uh, this looked amazing. I'm not a racing fan, mm-hmm. but this looked... Yeah. really good uh, they touted course, a lot of 4k yeah they touted 4k 60 frames ray tracing um the what they showed was captured entirely in engine um and you know it's a, again like these are the the way that these it feels like it just goes hand in hand new bo- new new system new box new racing game like it's it's just how it goes uh it's set, but they did say it's early on in development. Again, you and I aren't huge racing fans. Um, and I know we've got a couple of people in the community that are racing fans. I know Ben is a huge racing fan, so I'm sure he was like drooling over this whole thing. He was. I was in a um, chat with him at the time. <laughs> he, yeah. he was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. It looked great. Um, I mean, it's just like, I feel like the, you know, just from, again, from our PlayStation background, the Forza series and the GT series kind of go in in terms of looks go you know run parallel with each other and then in terms of the way that they play one is a little bit more simu- um simulation and the other one is more arcadey so yeah they both but have that their, line their role is and their so, so tight yeah uh yeah it, it looked good uh it, the all in the engine stuff i think it was a better showcase of forza than what we saw with gran turismo just because Gran Turismo showed us like some yeah. weird menu stuff that it's just like, oh, Gran Turismo menus are always bad. Even though this was, you know, kind of a mostly cinematic sort of look, I think it showcased better than Gran Turismo if we're going to like compare the, the two. Well, I mean, they're two, they're two racing games that have been announced in the last month. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's inevitable that's going to happen. And then I, what I don't always understand is they have these little logos on them, too. Like, it's just going to be enhanced for Series X. And I was, I was hoping that they would give a little bit more clarity on what enhanced for Series X is meaning. Is that meaning 4K 60 frames with ray tracing? Or is that going to be because the current gens can't support ray tracing, right? No, they cannot. Yeah. So um, it was just again, it's just kind of one of those tout those little the stamps that they put on their box that's not really entirely explained, and they're putting it on a lot of their boxes. Like Madden even I, is getting it enhanced for Series X. I, like, I think it's just a catch all, just because they can only put so much shit on the box. You know, they don't want to put like ray tracing, right. 4K, 60 frames on a box, so they're yeah. just doing a catch all, which is gonna suck when like three fourths of the game with that logo support 4k 60 frames and ray tracing and then the one game that only supports one or two of those three has that low maybe they'll just get half the sticker yeah like if they could just do something (laughs) you know like the call of duty logo like where black ops 4 they just you know keep adding a a number to it maybe they could do something like that uh but yeah it, it looks good uh the next game though i was probably most excited about just because it it mm-hmm. looks like my my kind of jam uh everwild so this is the new game from rare uh rare always does decent work they've been kind of rough uh you know like sea of thieves didn't hit as well as it should have or it could have and they've kind of just been stuck in like xbox jail it seems like in terms of like they were just doing like avatar shit you know, prior to Sea of Thieves. And I know they did the Rare Collection. So I'm hoping this is them getting on the right path. But Everwild, we just got a CGI trailer, or at least CGI maybe in-engine. It's hard to tell. It's got a very stylish art style, almost like cell-shaded look to it. Yeah, it 
it looked awesome though like in terms yeah. of the world and the environment that they that it appears that they're trying to tell like i was very impressed with the game yeah i like what just watching it i got like like breath of the wild vibes i got some yeah. journey vibes there's a bunch of different games that i saw in this trailer and i was just like i'm excited for whatever the hell this ends up being uh because the trailer like it seemed like they were like uh resurrecting um like a dead animal into like a like a spirit animal sort of situation uh they did have a developer talk about like the game is going to explore how magic flows through nature so it looks like mm -hmm. it's going to be very whimsical and like colorful probably going to have some sadness in it because this seems like the type of game that would probably have some like some sad shit uh to make me cry especially if there's like dead animals in it uh so i'm this was probably my favorite thing i saw or one of the fa uh things I, I i liked though um this was another uh only listed for series x and pc mm -hmm. uh and game pass uh which but no release date on it so right so well, like we've been talking about which maybe leads me to believe like this is maybe holiday 2021 at the earliest yeah yeah probably just so it could yeah, be out of at that the earliest so yeah, yeah. uh which i'm fine with you know uh if it takes takes a while um especially because like sea of thieves didn't didn't work out for them so i'd rather them take their time uh this would have been a great like launch game uh just because it's one of those like it's not a triple a killer title but it's one of those games at right. launch can thrive with like a limited library of games to choose from uh which you know like yeah I, for sure there's always games that sell better than they would have because they're at launch and people are just hungry for new things but it's also yep. on game pass so it like doesn't matter anyways yeah but i mean it's i mean the big i guess the biggest thing with game pass is that you have to have currently right now you have to have a console <laughs> or a pc so and and they've it's always for microsoft they've always been a software company so mm -hmm. and then they you know they finally started doubling down on that when they were buying a bunch of studios recently so and if they're if they can pump out the software and they can be the quote-unquote netflix of video games like more power to them because it's definitely in, enticing enough to me to to pay attention to their platform yeah uh the next game that was shown off was the next game from Don't Nod, uh, Tell Me Why. I believe this was originally revealed uh, during the last Xbox showcase. Uh, it looks exactly like a Don't Nod game, the creator's Life of Strange, so it's definitely a, a game that I'll be interested in playing. Uh, it, it It's like a bond uh, between two twins, and there's like some supernatural elements with it. It looks really interesting i know uh like one of the characters is trans so it's going to explore uh those elements uh hopefully does it really well life is strange is or the developers don't nod they do a really good job of exploring topics uh, sometimes they could be a little clumsy here and there like life is strange wasn't perfect but they at least take the chances mm -hmm. to explore topics that aren't really uh like looked into deeply in gaming uh and this one's coming out soon it's august 27th for chapter one and yeah. they're committing, I believe, to a schedule for this as opposed to their other episodic games where it's just kind of like whenever. <laughs> well, 
I think the trouble that Telltale went through about a year ago now is definitely, I'm surprised that their episodic games are still a thing. I understand that this studio has done a great job with their episodic games. Life is Strange, Life is Strange 2 have been things that people have recommended as must plays for a long time now. Um, partially because they're out in it, they're available in their entirety right now, which mm -hmm. I think definitely knocks them up another level. Um, so it'll be a wait and see approach with this, but you know, I, I would think that the second episode would have to be out before the holiday, right? I would think so. Uh, I'm hoping if they said they're committed to schedule, it's going to be, and they already said it's just three episodes. They're not going to stretch themselves and do five or six. So I'm hoping okay. September, October, and it's done before. Yeah, November. I was going to say then they yeah, but I say they need to be done by the holiday if that's the case. You know, like you know, four to six weeks per episode, maybe window. Yeah, like. Because then by the holiday, they can do the complete edition or whatever. And like then I'm, it could be know. ready for launch. Uh, yeah. It's interesting, though. I wonder... Uh, so this is going to be, like, exclusive. Microsoft is publishing this. Uh, there was rumors that Don't Nod might be acquired by Microsoft. I don't know if those rumors just... Was this a deal? Or if this might uh -huh. be, like, a trial run for Don't Nod in terms of, like... I know they're already pretty established. Hey, if it doesn't suck, we'll buy you. Like, yeah, if they <laughs> if they see it, of just like, hey, let's see how far you could go with our backing, and then if this works out, yeah. acquire. Well, I don't and think, I think one of the biggest... Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, though, like you said, with their backing, like, can this studio, if, if Microsoft produce, or provides them with the, the bankroll and the payroll that they need to hit a schedule, mm -hmm. like, does that mean that they can produce more games you know, in smaller chunks like this, could we get two games a year that are three episodes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, could, and continue to tell great stories or continue to branch out into different endeavors as well? Uh, Microsoft's been, you know, they, they had like multiple failed attempts at like trying to get into like the television f format. Could this be a pathway if they wanted to get back into that of like, here's episodic content to push on Game Pass, especially this would be a great way uh, water there you go uh this would be a great way to motivate people to keep their game pass subscription because i have a feeling a lot of people Absolutely. are going to yeah. use game pass for like when halo comes out for there's halo, nothing stopping stop. anybody yeah. yeah yeah there's no yeah. nothing stopping anyone from getting one month of halo or one month of game pass and then as soon as they beat it they cancel episodic games could be a really huge part of game pass's future because it's like if if don't nod can hit each episode every month, that's probably enough to get someone to do three months of Game Pass. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's something you, we've heard about people that get it. And, you know, I know it's an old series, but like, oh, I bought, you know, I re upped my Netflix subscription and I binged House of Cards and now I'm done. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so like this could definitely be something to that extent. And again, if they, if this studio does get acquired and they find out that some of this episodic content could work, like we, like I mentioned earlier, two games a year, maybe, you know, like every other month could keep people's, you know, subscription active, which yeah. is what they're going for. Cause ultimately they get you know, minimum $120 a year from each game pass subscriber minimum. Yeah. So, um, and then they showed Ori and the will of the wisp. Um, again, this is a little bit of my ignorance. I know this is the sequel to Ori in the Blind Forest, correct? Yes, and this is already out. So all they advertise okay, for this is uh, smart delivery, and you'll be getting like the ultimate edition with improved audio and visuals on the Series X. And they showed it side by side, showing what they're what they're going to be able to accomplish and what it currently looks like. Um, again, it, it's a great service if you already if you already have the game and you enjoy it, then you can just look at it and make it look better. And if it, you're maybe you're waiting for that to come out, there's still like 
they, it, you keep hearing holiday 2020. I, I just want somebody to s- slip and say like, oh, it'll be available like November 17th. And like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Obviously, that wouldn't obviously that wouldn't happen at an Xbox pre-recorded event. But <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, then, it looked great. I, I did, again, Ori is a series that I want to try to play. So yeah. And you have Game and Pass. I, so and you I can. Have... I just I can. I just haven't done it. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I, I know the first one's on the Switch. I don't know if the second one's on the Switch, uh, but it okay. could be a good Switch game. All right, and then we get uh, a very... This is also... This is the my shit corner, <laughs> basically, of where yeah, Obsidian fine. is, like, one of my, like, favorite developers. They did New Vegas. They did Outer Worlds. Uh, they basically announced three pieces of content, two games, one DLC. Uh, the first announcement was outer worlds is getting a peril of gorgon dlc uh this fall uh don't worry this even though microsoft owns obsidian this is coming to all the platforms that uh the outer worlds is available on so you don't have to worry about that uh playstation i think tweeted out the trailer shortly after it was revealed at the xbox but it had the playstation logo on the end of it we're relevant too (laughs) yeah it's like we have it on our platform too it's cool that they're able to continue to do, you know, the the DLC for this instead of just being like, Outer Worlds is well, done, usually, they moved on. Yeah. Usually publishing deals are tied to IPs. Mm-hmm. So, like, this isn't, a, this isn't a huge surprise. Outer Worlds is a multi-platform IP, uh, but I don't think Grounded is. No, no. Uh, and <laughs> this is one of those things, but, but Microsoft could have easily have just told 2K and Private Division, like, hey, if put one of your studios on dlc for this this is our studio i don't know what their contract would have been but they they could have been done without a worlds and no one would have been like surprised so they're yeah but they didn't do it to they didn't microsoft didn't do that to mojang so yeah yeah uh but they could have told them to like just focus on grounded and their other announcements as opposed to working on dlc but we don't know what the contract is with private division and 2k right uh, for this uh but it looks looks cool uh I, I love the Outer Worlds, so happy to see more of it. Um, and I think the oh, it does say the uh, the the expansion. This expansion will be part of Game Pass. So all the expansions for Outer Worlds. I don't know how many expansions they will end up being. If this is the first or the last uh, DLC for it, uh, but that's going to be part of Game Pass. Uh, yeah, I mean the art the article that we're referencing it says Xbox Game subscribers can get the Outer Worlds expansion or the full expansion pass which contains at least one more adventure okay, for a so 10% there we go. discount. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that's going to be all part of Game Pass. Uh, and then it showed the other Obsidian game, which comes out next week, Grounded. This is basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, the video game. This game looks really cool. Like, the more they show this, it looks more and more interesting. Because it, it looks like they were showing some tower defense aspects of it, right? Yeah, there was a lot of elements, or at least that's what I got from it. It might be, yeah, com- building, might be completely off. Yeah, base base building or home or home building while you're exploring and looks like some resource management which usually like i don't really like that kind of game but in this world or this environment of where you're like what appears to be similar to like you said honey i shrunk the kids like you're in somebody's backyard yeah (laughs) as a kid i loved the army men games the little toy soldier games and i i've been wanting an experience like that uh for a long time and grounded looks like it could be doing it it's early access which i thought was interesting so like this is going to be an ongoing sort of development uh but it's coming out next week and it's going to be on game pass and xbox and you know i'm going to check it out i'm hoping it's really good uh 
Obsidian is. If this has multiplayer, we totally got to play this together. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm hoping it does because it's early access. Usually, I associate early access with some sort of multiplayer feature that they need to work yeah. on. So I, I, I'm, I was mildly interested when it was first announced last year, and after this trailer, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely gonna download that and give it a shot. Yeah. I like the premise of what they were showing, but I was kind of curious of like, okay, what are they really going to do? And then some of the stuff that they showed, like of of the what again would appear to be base building or home building, you know, like I like, am I going to have to build my base to like survive a lawnmower? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that's in there, and we weren't just like overanalyzing the trailer, and it's just going to be a straightforward yeah. hack and slash sort of thing. But yeah, there's a lot of potential here, and because it's an early access, it gives me hope that there might be a little bit more uh, to this game, or at least in the future uh if not on launch uh and then the final obsidian announcement oh it, it is it's a okay hang on so uh again I'm, we're referencing an ign article so grounded is releasing an early access july 28th this year just a few days away grounded is a co-op survival adventure perfect okay so we got players are shrunk to the size of ants they must work together to return back to normal size while along the way avoiding dangers and hostile bugs so there is some type of, I think, so the survival aspect would be, you know, resource management, bringing mm-hmm. stuff back. Uh, but yeah, no, but co-op, co-op, yeah, so, we'll, we'll, yeah. when you get back uh, next week, you got to download that and then we'll, we'll try Grounded. Uh, and then yeah. the last Obsidian uh, announcement, uh, very brief teaser, uh, is a game called Avowed. Um, and yeah, so it's a fantasy world that is... Uh, been the setting for the Pillars of Eternity games, but yeah, this looks like Obsidian's version of an Elder Scrolls game. Like this looks like a mm-hmm. Skyrim like experience, which I that the trailer immediately caught my eye and uh, Obsidian doing the, like yeah, a fantasy. This is world? their bread and butter. Yeah, this is Obsidian's bread and butter. So. Yeah, and they, and they ha- and I feel like they haven't even really dabbled in this as much as they could have. Uh, because you know they did do Vegas, uh, they did Alpha Protocol. They've done like a bunch of different games, but I feel like it's been a while since we've gotten like this sort of experience from them, or at least at this scale. Or at least I hope it's a big scale because Microsoft money. Well, I about to say, and they did Pillars of Eternity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and most of those, I think all of those were kickstarted. Yes. So it was, you know, now this is they have the money. Microsoft is providing them the money up front. To That's be like, what okay, excites me. Do it, you know, because before there, I, I remember uh, in Dration Schreier's book, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, there was talk about, oh, shoot, we hit another Kickstarter goal. Like, we have to build another destination. How are we going to get that done before launch? And then they would have to delay it. Now, they they know, like, I, I'm sure before they started or as they were starting development of this game, like, they know the scope that they're going for. And they they hopefully can hit it and not be worried about like, can we afford to build this other aspect? Like, can, you know, do we have time to do this? And then, you know, either they get the help from other studios or they get the funds that they need to hire the staff that they need, which is which is the coolest part about these studios being purchased by huge corporations. Yeah, which is sometimes scary, but we're in a weird time where, like, yeah. acquisitions are actually beneficial to, to, to a lot of these studios, especially during a console war. Uh, I'm The only th- worry I have with this whole thing that Obsidian announced is I hope they scaled their team enough to handle all of the work that they have or how far out Avowed is actually going to be because if Grounded is in early access, then it's going to be an ongoing work. 
Uh, we don't know the scale exactly yeah. of it. Yeah. You, you got a team working on Outer Worlds, which is multi-platform team. Mm-hmm. Then you got a team working on Grounded, which is looking to be, if it's in early access already, like you said, looking to be maybe some type of service game that they're still, you know, possibly producing content over time to remain relevant and, and to remain being played. And then you have the team that's working on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm ho- so. hoping up enough and can handle all this work. Um, but if Avowed takes a little bit of time to work on it, I'm not going to freak out because I didn't know it existed until yesterday. So I can't be like upset. Well, and again, this is probably only going to run on Xbox Series X. Yes. And so which means it's probably again at the best case scenario early or i'm sorry yeah like holiday 2021 or early 2022 best case scenario so they already have at least you know 12 to 15 month push out yeah so the we we got it we we can like figure out or infer like a sense of time for for all this stuff Mm -hmm. um and then uh they moved on to uh interesting art style of a game as duck as dusk falls uh this uh, apparently, uh, according to the article, is from like a former game designer at Quantic Dream, and knowing that now, it makes more sense to me. This is like <laughs> an interactive, like drama. It almost looks like a Telltale type game, but like better looking. Uh, it, it I was... feel like they could have, if they would have put something at the beginning of this trailer that said, "From parts of the mind of Quantic Dream" or "Parts of the mind of you know Beyond." beyond two souls yeah. like i think that people would have been like okay you know they can place but again, it this better. is this this yeah this is the part of like having a recorded event and they did a good job of like showing a game and then having somebody talk about it but like i feel like in in terms of something like this um if the, especially this one being a new studio whether it's third party or first party um this would have been like hey we've got a new studio and we've got the lead the we you know the the narrative lead or whatever he was the game designing lead from quantic dreams is now heading up the studio you would have got a little bit more perspective of where he where where the game was coming from yeah, and uh, so the story, it looks like it's, like, centered around, like, this hotel, uh, like, this motel, and there's, like, multiple families and lives that intersect here. Uh, it's uh, par- apparently, like, multiple generations. Uh, it looks interesting. I want to know how it's going to function and play, but uh, I'm interested in it, uh, and it's someone from Quantic Dream that isn't David Cage, so I'm really interested in it. Uh, so there's a chance the writing will be, you know, tolerable. Uh, Tell me how you really feel. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Well, you got time. <laughs> let's, just, let's just turn this into a, I think Quantic Dream is great. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping uh, we get something more because I always feel like the Quantic Dream games have always had potential and they don't quite reach like what I think they could reach. And seeing someone from that studio do their own thing uh, interests me. It excites me uh, and seeing what they can do. Um, Okay, here's something I should be excited for, uh, but I was ultimately kind of disappointed. Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. Uh, It's set in Iceland. And that was basically it. That that's basically all they like <laughs> told us, and I I was really hoping for something because uh, I well, love. I think Hellblade. that a lot of a lot of us are thinking that Hellblade was going to be a launch. For yeah, Series it doesn't X. seem like it now, uh, yeah. unless they they. Clarified. I think I think if it was, it would have said holiday twenty twenty at the end of whatever they were showing. Yeah. You know? 
um, this is excited, another concern. But... Yeah, this is another concern I have though of like we heard about them being a smaller studio, and then Ninja Theory being a relatively smaller studio, and then um, Bleeding Edge kind of limped out. <laughs> yeah, and then you know like, and then this is farther. This looks to be farther out than expected. So like, is this studio? absorbing more than it can handle i i'm hoping that they're just taking their time uh it, it does seem like they were talking about it being a bigger experience than the first game which is good uh though there's something about like i was happy when ninja theory got acquired because they were a studio that always had great ideas but i feel like they never had like the financial backing they needed to tell their stories but when they first we're talking about releasing Hellblade. They talked about how they wanted to basically do triple A indie games, like smaller triple A experience games, uh, like highly polished experiences, but aren't going to be like $60, 30 hour games. And mm-hmm. I, I hope they don't lose what made Hellblade so special by making a gigantic game. You know, like I still want them to have that like triple A indie vibe to them. Uh, and I don't know, maybe it's because they didn't show me enough about it. I'm just going to get in my head about this game until I see it. Uh, but I was really hoping we would get uh, a little bit more than the game takes place in Iceland. Uh, but right. There's there's still time, I guess, for, for them to show us more because uh, the game's not making it this holiday. Uh, and then... Uh, this, another uh, thing for you yeah this uh, so i've never played the first psychonauts uh but this made me want to get psychonauts uh or i have it i just have never played it and this is <laughs> i feel like the most double fine thing it's just like okay we have microsoft money jack black is gonna sing our trailer <laughs> sort of thing i know he's friends with yeah. like double fine and he's worked with them before i got really excited when i saw jack black because i thought maybe he would get brutal legend too but this trailer looked amazing. I don't know if it was just the elevated because of Jack Black, but it looked super trippy. Uh, I wish I could have that kind of beard, though. Like that. I, I oh, that yeah, it's beard. really great. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just like the he seems like the happiest stress, un, unstressed dude that he could just grow like a, an amazing beard. Uh, I'm Jack Black, what are you going to do? <laughs> he's got a YouTube channel. He plays games sometimes. Uh, yeah. This looked great. I I love that there was reports earlier this year where like they interviewed Tim Schafer and he was talking about like the development troubles in Psychonauts of like they were gonna have to cut like elements away and uh, potentially like lose boss battles and all sorts of things that they were hitting budget wise that they couldn't do because it was like a fig or Kickstarter game. And Microsoft came in, wrote the checkbook, and then they got to do everything they wanted. And seeing this trailer, I'm like, oh shit, they might have gotten everything they wanted to do. So I am excited just for Double Fine, uh, being able to be Double Fine. Uh, but what did you think of this trailer? Did it interest you enough to play it as someone who has not played the previous game? Um, it's just, I mean, for me, it just it doesn't really, the, the series for some reason just doesn't really do anything to me. A lot of people love the series. Um, and, you know, I know it's Double Fine's like first game. Um, it's, it's, I don't have anything against it, but there's nothing that's drawing me to it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can see that. Uh, because uh, I mean, it came out during that like platformer age, and then it's just been a really long time since they've mm-hmm. returned to it. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited. I think that was a really great showcase for the game. 
uh, how they presented it. And the Jack Black thing was just fun. I'm sure it then cost him a lot of money because Tim Schafer and Black- Jack Black seem to be like best friends. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, in my head, I was just like, this is where Microsoft money's going. This is great. <laughs> like, I like the idea that, you know, Tim Schafer is like, okay, hey, I'm going to get Jack Black to do this trailer. You got to pay him. And then Microsoft's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Uh, all right, Dave, you right. have to explain this bit to me. Uh, it seemed kind of crazy, but I don't know if I'm overthinking everything. I yeah, it also this. sparked a lot of conversation uh, on our Facebook group last night. So it's interesting. So uh, Destiny 2 Beyond Light is coming out in November. Um, and it appears, it doesn't appear it is, they announced uh, yesterday at the showcase that it will be part of Xbox Game Pass in September. So come September, Destiny 2 is being added to the Xbox Game Pass, which means that and the the content that's being added is everything yes <laughs> um so uh every so you can you you can essentially play if you are a game pass subscriber you can play all aspects of destiny 2 you do not have to worry about other than i'm sorry other than seasonal content um so and which is where their bread their bread and butter and their money comes from the biggest surprise with this though is that they are also in november when beyond light comes out which has been recently delayed two months by bungie is that beyond light expansion will be part of game pass as well so what this means is uh and and there's there's still some clarity that they have to give to this but essentially xbox game pass subscribers um on xbox or what i believe to be on pc can play all aspects of destiny 2 as part of your game pass subscription going forward until it comes off of game pass which they bungie released a uh, faq uh, stating that when it does come off of game pass which they're not saying when it will but it, it, it i don't know how long this deal goes for um that you would need to go back and buy the prior content if, if it is something you still desire to play um the first caveat that everybody already saw, well, the game's free to play anyway. It's like, n- no, it's not. <laughs> so uh, year one of Destiny 2 was free to play. The the Red War campaign, campaign, campaign um, and all of the, uh, the the Curse of Osiris and Warmind, all of that content was part of the free to play aspect for the new light player. Um, in November, when Beyond Light comes out, all of that content is being vaulted. So all of year one content is being put away. I'm assuming that that would mean that Destiny 2 Forsaken expansion, year two, quote unquote, year two, would become the free to play aspect. All of the content you get from the Destiny 2 Forsaken would be would be free to play, and then you would still have to decide if you want to buy Shadowkeep or BI or buy Beyond Light. Um, and then the seasonal content costs ten dollars for every ninety days. The seasonal content is the is the battle pass, um, and usually there is some kind of open world activity that you can participate in. Um, it's still available. A lot of these a- activities are, are, are available in the free-to-play area because it's part of the open-world aspect of it. Sometimes there are events during the seasonal content that are separate nodes in the game, like a like a, an area that you launch through the director, and if you don't have um, the, seasonal pa- the season pass for that season, you wouldn't be able to launch that content. So now, why do I think that they did this? Because First Taste is free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're they're more concerned about building you and and building the evolving world and, and the continuation of building on the seasonal content. And if it means they have to give you Beyond Light for free as part of your Xbox game subscription, and then it gets you hooked into the world and you want to buy the season pass, and then buy the next season pass and the next season pass of giving you, you know, quote unquote, $40 of content for free to get you to spend $40 is a win. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so like this is this is pretty cool. And then the other part that's really cool is that this is going to be part of X of X Cloud, which is super fascinating to me. Even if I don't play it on Xbox, because I have like like four questions jumped in my head right away when this happened. Of the first question is because like I know we ran into this issue a little bit on with uh, Halo Master Chief that we didn't know the answer to is like if I'm playing on my PC on the Xbox app, can I play with people that are playing the same game on Steam? And I think the answer to that question right now is no. Yeah, I believe it's divided as of right now. Yes. So. They've also talked about, Bungie's talked about cross-generational play of playing Xbox One players playing with Series X and PS5 players playing with PS4 players. My concern with this is that it could, for PC players, it could separate your player base again. You could have Steam players, you could have Xbox PC players, you could have Xbox console players, and you could have PlayStation console players and Stadia players. Those are all separate matchmaking pools, which can which only dilute your matchmaking. Um, so that's the first thing that i'm curious about and then the other caveat to that would be if i'm playing on xcloud which platform am i technically playing on am You're... i playing on xbox console platform or am i playing on an xbox pc platform yeah <laughs> that, that i so, mean it all connected to your xbox live account so at least that but yeah i don't know what it means for right. crossplay. i'm assuming this is just gonna force crossplay to just be more like open to everything yeah. there's definitely there's more questions that have to be answered um it's it's really cool like i think it's a great concept a great way to introduce people that are maybe on the fence about playing destiny um and again like you know again full caveat like i love this game i appreciate what this game does i play this game a ton so i, I want you know, everybody to make sure that they understand that um but it's 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 really an interesting choice because it might force some of the other platforms to try to do something similar or different. Because with cross save in Bungie's account being a thing, everything being kept on Bungie.net, I can just take my Steam character and my PS4 character, which are the same, and put them on Xbox and play f part of the subscription that I'm already paying for. Mm -hmm. Like, wh why would I buy it on PC on Steam or why would I buy it on PS4 other or PS5 other than that's where my friends are? Yeah. And with cross save and the possibility of, you know, spending, you know, a certain amount of, you know, like, and my understanding as well, unless they're changing it, I can buy the seasonal content on PS5 as part of my, because I buy it with silver with Bungie's um, money system, their microtransaction system. I buy the seasonal stuff directly from Bungie. So therefore my seasonal content is available on all platforms. Like currently I can, I can play my season pass stuff on PC and on PS4 right now and i could play it on xbox and i could play it on stadia if i wanted to so buying the seasonal stuff for ten dollars on whatever platform i choose to buy it on i'm only it's 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 a win for the consumer and for the player yep huge win so yeah but uh, there's more questions left so yeah uh which i'm sure bungie will answer over time eventually but i i think again from a bungie standpoint is they got they lost a, a lot of players to uh, when when Destiny we had their PlayStation exclusive content, that's a huge. That was a huge part of the reason why PlayStation was winning the console war early on, because that was a huge game. Like that was a console selling game, and and then they had they had the exclusive content of weapons and strikes, and they they were able to pull a lot of Xbox players away. And you know, over time, some of those players maybe you know their some of their friends all didn't come away, and now with cross save, like they could go back. So this could swing the pendulum the other way from the Destiny player base. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I, I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm just... That thing, I think, was, like, the takeaway I took from that, uh, just in terms of, like, the push for, for xCloud and, like, another reason. Uh, I hope more games kind of go this route, you know, and get included with, like, xCloud. This idea of taking, you know, Destiny anywhere, and because, you know, you have your Bungie account, you know, you can just... Oh, it's going to destroy Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah stadia like so it's super intriguing to me it's an upgrade to you know i have game pass on pc i'm paying whatever 10 or 12 dollars a month like five it'll be super five okay <laughs> it'll be super interesting to me to pay the extra 10 dollars for me to be able to play destiny wherever i want yeah just as because i've been on the fence about buying a stadia essentially as a destiny supplement machine for myself to mess around with destiny whenever i want um and not have to come downstairs on the PC to like pick up bounties or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is a huge thing that hopefully when XCloud launches, like we talked about on the previous episode, that there's an app on my Roku or my Fire Stick or on something that I can just sit on my couch and boot up Destiny yeah. and do some dumb things that I want to do while I'm watching TV or doing something else. You know, for sure. Uh, so moving on to the next portion. So basically every game that we're going to talk about after this will be launching exclusively on an Xbox console. So it will be out on PC and Xbox, but it's not going to be coming to a PlayStation console at launch. Uh, I always love these wordings because it always gets a little confusing, but this, they're at least pretty straightforward with this one. A game that they announced in this section was Stalker 2. Uh, I'm vaguely familiar with the Stalker franchise. It's like a PC franchise like 2006, 2007. Uh, and I think the last expansion to come out for that first uh, was like 2000, 2010. So it's been a while. Uh, this We knew this game was in development, but it was just always assumed, I, I guess by the fan base, that it was going to always be a PC. Uh, I don't think there's any surprise or shock right. that they're Hang moving a console. All right. Uh, yeah, so the Stalker 2 announcement, I think it was just like people thought it would be exclusive to pc forever but it's not surprising that it is coming to consoles in 2020 or not 2020 but like consoles in general after being like a largely exclusive uh pc series uh but i don't really have too much experience uh with stalker as is or the next game that was announced uh warhammer 40,000 darktide uh i'm just gonna bunch these two in because i feel like you're probably in the same boat in terms of like your experience with these franchises I've heard I've heard of Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, I have too. This looks like Warhammer, but with like a, a like a more zombie like elements. But I don't know if those are like characters that are already in Warhammer. Uh, I'm I know the pet are into Warhammer. Really fucking love Warhammer. So, uh, good for good for those people. This seems like Xbox is kind of going after like very specific audiences to get them on their side. Uh, the the next thing now got me real excited. Uh, <laughs> I hate that I get super excited when Tetris gets mentioned, but Tetris Effect is coming to Xbox consoles this holiday and it's going to come with a multiplayer co-op competitive element. Damn it. But I I believe it is coming to PC, so I'll still be able to to enjoy it if I don't have an Xbox console this holiday. Uh, it, the This DLC is going to be exciting I believe until summer 2021. Uh, I believe that was confirmed on Twitter by uh, the uh, the developers for this. Uh, but yeah, it's just that trippy Tetris effect with multiplayer. 
Uh, and I love, I still play Tetris 99 to this day. I hope it includes some sort of like Tetris Battle Royale mode, but yeah, co-op and competitive Tetris. I'm all on board for this. Dave probably is not shocked <laughs> by my love for Tetris. No, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, in, in, building on the tetris effect and or the tetris 99 world all of it is is cool figuring out a way to evolve a classic game like this like they've been able to reinvent themselves multiple times to stay relevant multiple years later is is always fascinating and this is just another notch in their belt for them so kudos to them yeah so i'm excited about this uh i'll probably buy it again but everything is gonna be on game pass so i'll check it out on pc until i can put it on my playstation (laughs) holiday 2021 where all my tetris effect data is at uh they followed this up with the gunk which is uh from the creators of the steam world franchise uh so it looks like you're it's like an exploration puzzle game it looked pretty cool the art style was uh, a little uh different uh i i can't explain that art style exactly uh but it looked interesting do you have any thoughts on the gunk um I don't really remember a ton. Um, oh, this is the one where she was like, sh- like sucking the stuff up, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was, I think there was like yeah. some goo. That's or sludge. That's what the gunk. Yeah, is. this actually looked pretty cool. Like, kind of had a, like a little bit of a Mario Paint aspect to it as well. Mario Sunshine, not mm-hmm. Mario Paint. Um, where it, like it, you move, she moved some stuff around, and it was a little bit of a platformer. So the 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 look and the graphics of this were really intriguing to me, and. I just want to see a little bit more, like kind of what the story is and what the premise is of what's going on and what exactly is that mechanic that you're doing. But it definitely looked interesting enough to me that I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. So Yeah. Uh, all right. The next game, I think, uh, was probably my favorite game that they announced. Uh, the Medium, which looks like it is a like psychedelic almost, not psychedelic, but it's like a, it's a mystery game involving like a psychic medium and i don't know a a detective mystery game with a horror theme is something i enjoy a lot this has an interesting concept where uh, your character can be both in the real world and like a nightmare world and you actually play those sections simultaneously and it looks like you jump between Mm -hmm. them as well pretty fast i almost feel like this is like the answer to the Ratchet and Clank demo, but not as big a scale as that in terms of like, maybe this harnesses the SSD technology in terms of being able to flip between worlds or, or dimensions at, at like a, a cool like rate. And I, I want to know what the plane simultaneous simultaneous actually works out to. We've seen, uh, was it brothers? Uh, which was like a, a, a co-op game where you actually control two characters simultaneously. So I wonder if it's quite like that. But I think this game had a hell of a cool style. I got a control vibe from it. Uh, and I, I, I want to see more of this because uh, it's been a while since I've had like a, a good scary game to play. Specifically a good scary game with like detective and mystery elements. Yeah. It definitely looked cool. Like the the gameplay mechanic was was interesting, and the way they were showing that you were in the same space but in two different dimensions. It you know it's, 
a little bit of um, Zelda Link to the Past where you were kind of going back and forth and using what you did in one dimension to help you in the other dimension. I'm sure that'll be a gameplay element as well. And then, like you said, too, how like instantaneous that can be and how often you're going to be going back and forth. Um, you know, Guacamelee did something kind of similar, but not quite as to this extent. You know, like that was just more of a precision platformer where you were changing mirrored environments mm-hmm. um this one looks like very vastly could be very vastly different environments yeah all being in the same space i guess yeah uh then they followed it with fantasy star online 2 it's getting uh like a new entry or new expansion pass um i mean this fantasy star it's 20th online. anniversary yeah yeah it's been around for a while that they brought fantasy online or fantasy star online over uh not too long ago um but yeah this is this new world new enemies uh it is i don't know i just kind of shrugged at this i know there's a specific audience for this but it just wasn't my my sort of thing uh so yeah i've checked this out on some streams and because it was something i thought maybe i'd be interested in but it's just it's it's an mm it it looks like a very clunky (coughs) clunky top-down mm mmo to me yeah yeah uh but what did you think of crossfire x uh, this was a very cinematic looking trailer and it looks like the campaign is being developed by uh, Remedy, you know, the control Alan Wake people. Uh, this this impressed me very, very much. Yeah, this impressed me very much. The guns looked very, very realistic um, in terms of from a military shooter standpoint. Um, it had a little bit of the supernatural vibe to it as the trailer went on, but a lot of what I saw, like it looked really good. I thought when they first announced this, we were like, what the heck is that? And then now that they've shown a little bit more of it, it's it's definitely one of the top things that I saw from the show where I was like kind of like, I think I even rewound it and watched it again just to make sure that I was like seeing what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they can balance out that realistic tactical shooter um, to, with the, you know, the control Alan Wake world kind of things like supernatural things that they were doing, I think that sounds really cool. Um, I definitely got a little, like a small bit of Rainbow Six vibes to it from the shooting standpoint mm-hmm. of like kind of the how the scope sways and you can kind of tilt and position yourself differently and then what the guns were doing, looking like a normal gun and then shooting it out and having just these massive explosions. Like the upgrades would look very interesting to me. So this this game was very low on my radar and it moved up very fast from the showcase. So. Yeah, this was... Uh- because it, it wasn't the last thing, but technically it was because uh, the last thing was a one more thing scenario. I thought this was like a good way to end like the the regular show because this was definitely a game uh, when you walk away from it, it, it kind of sticks in your head of like, I want to know more about that game. So I think this was like a really good trailer uh, of something mm-hmm. that could be really fun to play. And I love stuff that Remedy works on. So want to know how that's going to work out for them uh yeah I, I think crossfire x was one of those games it wasn't on my radar and then after i saw this i was like super excited uh about like checking out more of this uh but i feel like this was something that was in their b-roll for e3 last year at their press conference where they showed it and i was like what the i think so you know, it was, I, it was I, like, I remember it was hearing about quickly it. shown yeah and it was a big deal because i guess it's a pc only franchise that's coming to console as well so this is something else that they worked on so yeah and then finally, the one more thing, because after Crossfire, they kind of just started to wrap it up, but then they said, we have one more thing. And that one more thing was a very cinematic CGI teaser for Fable. Uh, it's just called Fable, so it's not Fable 4. 
Uh, we don't know if it's a reboot or a refresh or if it's like Forza where it's a continuation, but they're just rebranding. Uh, but really fun trailer for Fable. Uh, I was talking to Sarah about Fable because she played the first two and she doesn't really remember the third one. And then I talked to other people about it and a lot of people don't really remember the third one. So I'm leaning towards <laughs> this just being like a, a, a reboot well, or a refresh of the series. Well, the, the article mentions called simply Fable. It's a new beginning for the beloved fantasy RPG series. Yeah. So it makes sense based on the people that I've talked to that are like, they loved one, they loved two, and they can't remember anything about three or not much from three. So I this looked cool. Uh, the Fable franchise is always a franchise I always kind of wanted to get into, uh, but never did just because I didn't own a 360. So I was happy about this. People, fans have been asking and demanding for a fable game to happen and you know peter molyneux is not going to be involved with this because the studio isn't with it this is going to uh the playground studio who have only really been working on like the forza horizon games the last couple years so this is them stepping away from forza to work on like a beloved rpg franchise uh so i thought that was a good way to end the show i of course i would love more footage but it's probably a long way out. Uh, otherwise, how surprised were you when the fairy got eaten? I kind of expected it. The the Fable franchise, from what I remember, has always been kind of like ton and cheek, kind of having fun and stuff like that. So I wasn't surprised something bad happened to the fairy. Uh, but it, I don't know. It looks it looked funny. The trailer. I can't say like the game looks good because I have no idea what the game yeah. looks like. But it was a nice way to be like, hey, we didn't forget about Fable. No, yeah. And again, it's actually called Fable Xbox Series X announcement. So this is a Series X announcement. So again, this is probably at least 12 to 15 months out. Yeah, which is fine, which is fine. But that was yeah, the absolutely. Xbox press conference or the, the Xbox game showcase. Uh, Dave, do you have any thoughts about the conference overall? How did you walk away from it, especially in comparison to like the PlayStation press conference? Um, I feel like Sony has a little bit more stuff ready for this fall. Um, versus what Xbox does, and again, it's it's Xbox choice to to require this from their first party studios for their games to work on both platforms. So it's the same thing that we've been touting or that I've been touting for the last you know six months of like why nothing shown today makes me want to buy a Series X. It just made me want to buy Game Pass Ultimate. Same, yeah, that's how I walked away so, from it. I was just like, Game Pass yeah. is what you need. Right. And that's totally fine. Like if they if they're in the you know, like are they releasing the consoles because they knew Sony was releasing a console? Or are they releasing it because they're trying to get a you know, the the third party developers are telling them, Hey, you need a new console, like we're running out of space. Um and you know, as as Microsoft as a corporation's maybe not ready and they will they will be ready next year, like that's fine. Um, you know, and getting the console getting the hardware out there getting that part done and then starting to focus on the games after that is fine because it seemed like they prior gen were trying to focus on the hardware and all the stuff it could do and you know and then the games ended up kind of falling to the wayside as long as w with all the services they were trying to provide and now just lumping all of that services into game pass like we previously talked about into whatever this xbox xbox ultimate package is that's 15 dollars or 20 dollars, and it's it's, it's going to take care of xbox live xbox game pass and on console and pc and along along with xcloud all of it being dumped in there that just means that they're like okay that that segment is right there and that's for everybody and then this segment is for, is is the consoles and it'll be ready to go and you know we're we're it's a it's a it's a baby that you know as it as it starts to walk and talk is going to be really cool but it's still a baby 
um and you know and it's we're still you we're still using the siblings until the baby's ready which is totally fine like, yeah and and they showed some really cool stuff today like some like again like i was worried about like i'm not as excited as everybody else is for fable because i never played fable uh halo infinite looks cool but i'm not sitting there going i can't wait to continue the story because i don't have a clue what's going on but what they showed is really cool and they they showed gameplay for for halo which is great their marquee franchise they showed gameplay for but that's their problem is they don't have marquee franchises right now or franchises that carry the weight that uncharted does and last of us does and god of war and all of those other you know a few other franchises carry on the sony side of things but they're circumventing a lot of that with the game pass and the game pass is every month shows another reason that sony's lack of ability to improve their service (laughs) no it totally does like i almost feel like but we've been saying this for a while since game pass was introduced that sony needs to step up like their ps plus ps now offering because they've just made those services smaller you know in terms of like ps plus downgrading from four games to two games and you know getting rid of the ps3 stuff not that anyone actually downloaded (laughs) on the ps3 anymore but they've downgraded their services as opposed to uh expanding it like microsoft did yeah so i i feel like the the average consumer come november or whenever these consoles come out they're gonna have game pass they're gonna see these games they're gonna be playing these games and they're gonna be having fun and then maybe in the back of their mind they're gonna be thinking like oh this could be if i get the series x like these games could just run better mm-hmm. they're gonna be optimized better it versus you know like a sony st- standpoint of like and again I, i'm not saying this this decision is wrong but you want to play the new spider-man you got to go drop the the X amount of dollars, and you it, know, and, and Microsoft saying, "Hey, you don't have to do that right now. But you can do that when you're ready." Yeah, and and here's the aspect I I realized like last night after like I was thinking about the event. If you're in the Microsoft ecosystem or you want to buy in, this launch of the new console is going to be perfect because if you look at it like, all right, I want to buy a PlayStation Five day one. Uh, if I want to buy that, it's going to be however dollars, $400. Let's say it's $400 or $500. And then I want Spider-Man and Gran Turismo. That's going to be $60 each. So I'm going to have to drop $120 down day one along with my $500 console. If you want to buy into Xbox, you just have to buy the Xbox and a Game Pass membership. You could go buy the all-digital version right now for $200 and a fifteen or twenty dollar monthly membership, and you're good. Yeah, for a long time. And if a long time. And if you're going to the console launch this year, you don't have to worry about like because I I have this problem every time there's a console launch. I want to buy the console, and then I'm like, well, I don't. I just dropped five dollars on this console. I don't have money for like all the games that are out. I have money for maybe one if I'm super lucky. Two. Now it's just like I just had to buy the console. And then fifteen dollars for the month pass, you know, for that month, yeah. and I have the whole and lineup, obviously, or most of the lineup. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, and obviously that's one hundred and fifty dollars a year, which is essentially you know two, two or three sixty dollars <laughs> games. Um, but th- what you're getting with Game Pass is so substantial. Of like, you get the Halos, and you get everything that we just talked about. Yeah, everything that we just talked about, you get any game that we just mentioned in the last hour and ten minutes, like you get. Yeah. On top of. Stuff that they haven't even said that you're getting yet. Yeah. On top of the library that's currently there, which is like pretty beefy. The only thing I hope they do uh, as they like fix all this up is have some more parity between the PC and the Xbox game list, especially now with xCloud coming in. Hopefully they like figure Mm -hmm. out how to get those libraries to match each other. 
and I think that's the re- the way that they're necessarily going to make them match each other or not match each other is the uh, xCloud service requires Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. So if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you get console and PC, so it's irrelevant to you. Yeah, you just have to then just hope that they have a TV application or a browser application uh, yeah. to, to or desktop application to to make that work. But yeah, I walked away from this. I thought it was good. I saw so there was a lot of negativity coming out of it, but I feel like every event has negativity coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think PlayStation probably put on a better show with Blockbusters, but this was a good show. Uh, this was a great showcase of a good variety of games. More gameplay would have been nice, but there's still plenty of time. Uh, I really hope, though, that Xbox and PlayStation stop playing this game of chicken and just release the price already. But uh, yeah. it is what um, it is. I mean, similar to Ubisoft Forward, Microsoft said that they're, they've got another one of these events coming. Ubisoft Forward said they have another one of these events coming. Sony's just been kind of quiet. Yeah, there's a rumor um, there's, August there's 6th. But... Tons of rumors of state of play, but even at the end of their, their PlayStation 5 reveal, they didn't say, we'll talk to you again in a couple months. Like, they just said, here's our system. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> so. so. Uh, yeah, I, I overall, good show. Um, now let's just hope Nintendo. Uh, great great show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, please send us your feedback. Send us your thoughts. Um, we've we've covered our non E three year. We've covered a lot of PlayStation and Ubisoft and Microsoft events and and um, all these other things going on along with all these these conversations. And if Sony does have one on August sixth, I'm sure we'll be put putting something out on August seventh <laughs> or eighth yeah. to 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 cover it. Um, it's been you know loads of fun. And again, I do apologize for a little bit of a delay on the on this stuff. It's not as fast of a turnaround as we want it to be, but this will be. This will be live um, going into the weekend. So you guys, if you guys are traveling at all over the weekend or listening to it, I we appreciate it. But again, send us your thoughts. Join the Facebook group. Post your thoughts on the X, on the Microsoft event. Uh, join Discord. Post your thoughts there. Look at Patreon if you want. Uh, Patreon.com slash Digital Days Gaming. Uh, there's, there's a couple tiers there that you can support us to get access to our weekly show early, to get a bonus monthly episode. Um, and then there's also a, if you feel so led, there's a, a, a direct PayPal donation link in the show notes as well. So I hope everyone enjoyed the event and we will talk to you guys next week. See ya.